old experiment, which is trying to stream this over a, uh, a second network I have that is not as robust. But I think something was going on with that first one. Uh, that looks healthier. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Not sure what happened with the other, other line, but uh, we'll pick it up from here, and I'll keep an eye on that. Um, let's see. We're back. I hope. Yeah, we're successfully connected back in YouTube. Audio and video, good. Great. Um, <laughs> Wolf220 says, never mind, my sound was just off. All right. Well, I forgive you. We're all having uh, technical issues here today. Uh, okay, so let's get back, back onto track. So I was talking about this uh, product, which is my product pick of the week, which is this Dragon Tail. Uh, and it is a... Um, oh, you're, say, you're saying it bombed again. No, it's back. All right. Uh, I have a little indicator that's green right now. Green good. Yellow, uh-oh, red, very bad, usually means it's gone. So it's green at the moment. Uh, so the Dragon uh, Tail connector for either the micro bit or the clue allows you to break out all of these little pins. There's not just five, uh, these five big obvious ones, but there's a bunch of little pins on here. Um, and, oh, someone's telling me that the YouTube stream is not back. All right, let's investigate that. And Twitch is, huh? Uh, it's sending data. Okay, it's trying to reconnect. It is online. That's good. Looks like YouTube might be back. Um, and it's back. Good. All right. Cross my fingers. It stays that way. Oh, and that's interesting. It's trying to show me a stream of it within there. I don't want to see that. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. What? So many copies of the stream flying in and out of my computer. I'm just going to hide that. Uh, yes, so um, who said, uh, Dow20 said over in the Discord chat that they were uh, wanting to use a bunch of the pins on the clue and weren't sure how. This is a really great way. Um, and it's true of the micro bit. So any of the, um, this one will show up a little better. Any of those little teeny um, connectors there. In fact, let me go to my down shooter for a second. Any of those connectors there, when you plug that into the dragon tail, they're then broken out onto these neatly labeled pins. Um, and that allow, yeah, thank you. So the birds are flipping out out here. Maybe they're causing streaming issues. So many birds. Uh, so that's my recommendation. It's also got a uh, separate uh, three volt and ground over here on the side. So this is great for plugging into a breadboard and then breaking out your project. So I think as I work on this week's project, uh, which is going to be a metronome and a yoga or uh, Tabata timer that will have a variation that uses, uh, I think, this dragon tail to break out pins to use some solenoids. Uh, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. So let's jump into the gear report briefly. Um, Mark Gambler on uh, Discord said that a squirrel took out their internet before. Wish they were joking. Wow, some squirrel. So uh, for my gear report this week, I've got a uh, pretty sweet piece of vintage gear here that I'm thinking about uh, doing a bit of a transformation project with, uh, or modification more than transformation. Uh, this is a quarter-inch reel-to-reel tape recorder. It's portable. Uh, it's from the 1960s. I don't recall the exact date. It's made by Iowa. 
Uh, and this is battery powered. It takes four C cells or uh, DC wall wart in here with six volts. Uh, it uses three inch reels and quarter inch tape. Um, I don't have any right now, so I just ordered some, some uh, old uh, three inch reels with some tape that was sort of new in box, new old stock um, to be able to use with this. Uh, you can see it does some stuff. I can't guarantee how well it's gonna work, but there it is playing. Here it is rewinding. You can see both uh, spools turning. There's a record button. You can see it shift the, uh, the head. And uh, I haven't even plugged into the audio in and out or mic to see how that works. But uh, unlike some other tape players that I've gotten to play with, this one actually works and is so large that you can actually repair it. Some of them I've gotten are so uh, compact uh, that it's almost impossible to get in and repair uh, it and put belts on. So um, this should be pretty interesting just to get working and recording. The fidelity isn't going to be super great, but... Uh, I'm interested to play around with it. And then I'm thinking of uh, adding a speed controller to it uh, using voltage control or MIDI so that I can put like a small tape loop on here and adjust the pitch of it by um, adjusting the motor that's driving this. So that's my gear report. Pretty cool little uh, portable tape player. Portable almost in quotes, but uh, there you go. It's got a little cover here to protect things. And off we go. We can be a uh, in-the-field reporter. I've collected too many tape players that I haven't done anything with, so this one, this one I'm vowing to do something with. Uh, all right, well, let's see. Let me get uh, some things set up here, and we can jump into the Make Code Minute. Let's uh, bring up my Chrome browser here, and I'm going to also, let's see if we can get a small down shooter view on top here for a second, and then we'll come back to it. So uh, what I wanted to show you in the Make Code Minute today is how you can use maker.makecode to help you create the circuit for a project you're working on. So here you'll see I have a uh, Feather M0 Express, and I have a little button and a wire and a stick of NeoPixels that I've plugged into it. And what I want to do, let's go ahead and power this up, is I want to be able to control these NeoPixel LEDs with the button and capacitive touch. So you'll see when I touch this wire, it's going to turn green. When I touch this button, I'll be able to switch from blue while it's held to red when it's released. And so those are the sort of three states that I can go through for colors on here. Uh, I'll hide that and we'll take a look in maker.makecode. The interesting thing, if you're used to the micro bit or the Circuit Playground Express version or the arcade version, neat thing about the maker make code is that you can select from a bunch of different boards, compatible boards, and then as you build up your program in blocks, you'll see the simulator over here on the side will show you what the circuit looks like. So you can see right now, uh, by adding the blocks for a touch, capacitive touch and a button, it's created some circuit 
uh, for me on this little breadboard. So I can see here, here's a button. It's currently failing because my program doesn't do much with it. Uh, here's another button. So they don't actually show what capacitive touch looks like, but uh, it's used in the same way in this case. And uh, what I'd like you to pay attention to here is I've added a, from the light NeoPixel section, a set strip, which creates a NeoPixel strip. And watch what happens in the simulator when I add this block. We'll see that it is brought in a little simulated uh, NeoPixel strip, and it's even plugged it in based on the settings that I've chosen. So I chose in my strip settings for it to be on pin D5. You can zoom in here and you'll see, with eight pixels. Uh, and then I'm setting it to red. And that is mimicked right here in the circuit board. So it's a, a really nice way to give yourself a little hint about how you're gonna plug things in. If you're new to electronics particularly, you can see if there are pull up or pull down resistors involved, the ground connection, the data connection, and the power connection for this NeoPixel strip. It's all laid out here for you and you can deviate from it if you need to, but it's a really great starting point. And so by creating this, now I can go in and see uh, the buttons changing the colors, and this mimics exactly what's happening in the real world, all right inside of Make Code. And that is your Make Code Minute. Uh, and one question, actually, that's that's come up recently. Um, I just saw. Let me pop open the Discord chat. Hello, Discord. Uh, Fish was asking, "Is that available in the Adafruit version?" And I think, if I understand the question, um, so just to clarify, Make Code is created by Microsoft, and it's a sort of framework that then has a number of different implementations. It's uh, a web browser-based coding environment, and depending on the version, it has a different address that you'll go to. So maker.makecode.com is the version I just showed, and it covers a whole bunch of different boards that you can bring in. Uh, makecode.adafruit.com is for the Circuit Playground Express, uh, and I know those names are a little confusing because that's very general. And there are Adafruit boards that run in the arcade version, and there's Adafruit boards that run in the Maker version. Um, so uh, if you head to just the Make Code page, Microsoft's Make Code page, you can see all the different versions, which also includes things like Minecraft, uh, Lego, probably a few others that I'm not thinking of. Um, so I hope that helps to clarify what the, uh, some of the different Make Code environments are. Uh, all right, let's see, what have we got next? Uh, how about, let's take a look at a MakeCode Arcade game pick of the week. And I'm gonna pop open my browser in uh, the, let's bring this one up here. Go off to the side. That'll work. So this is the um, forum.makecode.com uh, page in the arcade channel. And here I saw that S. Perkins 25 had posted about a game they've made called Bobo the Monkey, a platform game. Uh, and first thing I'll do, I'm gonna head over here and play it a little bit. And again, I apologize. I know the frame rate isn't great uh, when I play back games in the browser here for broadcast. And when I put out the um, standalone game pick of the week video later, I'll probably do a fresh capture of the game so that it plays nicely. 
but uh, just know the frame rate is actually very uh, smooth on this game when you're playing it. So here's Bobo the monkey. Jump with A and try to reach the end. Sounds pretty simple. And so this is, oh gosh, watch out for the snake and jump on his head. This is a lovely little platformer and love the graphics, love the gameplay. Here I'm going to go into the next level. And one thing I wanted to show that I thought was really great is a convention that you'll find in platform games. Boy, the birds are really flipping out. We got a lot of hummingbirds. Uh, you'll find a sometimes, whoops, we'll find sometimes cases where a jump requires blind faith. Oh gosh, I also require more concentration. Let's get past that snake. Oh no, okay, we'll restart. Starting back up. Um, and when a platform game requires a blind faith leap, one trick that developers and, and game designers will use is to give you a hint of where you're supposed to go using uh, a prize or food or coins. There we go. Finally got back that guy. Oh, she's. <laughs> and then I ran into him. All right. This is the one. Um, I should have set myself a, a new spawn point, which is one of the advantages of make code. Okay, so here it is. Where do you go? Well, normally you wouldn't want to take a blind faith leap, but here I can see there's this row of coins, so I'm just going to jump and follow the coins, and sure enough, I land safely at the bottom. Uh, and this is something that you'll see a lot in Mario games and other platformers. Uh, we've even entered a little special uh, secret level here, and uh, in a moment there's even a power-up where we'll be able to start throwing bananas. We'll gain a new skill and be able to start throwing bananas, uh, which is particularly helpful against these bats. So here we can see I've just discovered the bananas. And whoops, but now I can, uh, oh, I've hit the wrong button. Here we go. There's the throwing, throwing bananas. Um, uh, and I've died. All right. So what I wanted to show in, uh, in the code here, in the code block, I'll minimize this here, is that, um, exact level map so you can see what that design looks like for creating the coins. Uh, so I'm going to look for this function called level change and I believe it's the second tile map. So here you can see this is using the separate tile map uh, just to place um, uh, sort of placement icons and this is where any of those yellow tiles are where the coins are going to appear. So that's what that level looks like and I find it really instructive to take a look at the level design behind one of these games. Uh, as you're playing it, you can go in, and it's also fun to cheat and, and add, add little power-ups where you need them, lots and lots of coins and that sort of thing. Um, so that is my Make Code Arcade game pick of the week. It's called Bobo the Monkey, a platform game. All right, how's the stream holding up? It looks like this, uh, this connection is much better. I think I have a router that needs resetting. I have a couple of different um, lines coming into here and, and routers, and one of them is, is seeming unhealthy. Uh, the stream is solid on Twitch. That's good to hear. How's it, how's it looking everywhere? Uh, anyone looking at it over on uh, YouTube? Yes, Mark, all right. I know we're also on Mixer and a few other places, so... Uh, let's see, what have we got next? Um, well, I think that this is a good time to jump into our project of the week. Uh, and the project of the week I mentioned is a metronome. So, uh, first of all, the inspiration for this, if we pop over, uh, to the other, uh, view here behind the workbench, is my daughter who studies piano has a inexpensive mechanical... Um, clockwork 
metronome. And we discovered that it was a little bit uh, out of true. I think it wasn't quite leveled right. And it was playing um, with sort of sloppy timing. So, so one side was just lagging behind a little uh, compared to the other. So um, I may take it apart and have a look and see if I can uh, true up or oil any of the, the mechanism in there. Uh, you can see how these work. You wind it up. This is a little mainspring in there. Uh, you set the tempo with this little pendulum uh, stop here. And then off you go. It swings back and forth. Uh, and that uh, inspired me to think about what it would take to build my own metronome. So uh, the sort of first phase of it is to think about doing it in software. Um, and you've probably seen these types of, there's apps for your phone or there's um, little uh, inexpensive digital metronomes like uh, Korg makes these and they often also have a tuner in them. Um, but I was thinking about what would, what would it take to build one on the Clue? Uh, and so I just started last night coding up a little example of what this might uh, look like, a simple version of what this might look like on the Clue. So let's go to this little uh, down shooter here. And uh, what you can see here, I've just got a little text on there. It says metronome and it says the uh, beats per minute on it. Let me, let me focus this since I'm holding it up a little, a little higher. There we go. Um, and so what I've got is the ability to set the uh, tempo using these three capacitive touch pads down here. So the zero pad moves between tens and ones. So right now I can just change by ones. If I tap the zero now I can change by tens. And the one and two are decrease or increase. Uh, so let's say we go to 132. Uh, now uh, I have it set right now to just start when I hit the uh, B button. And I'll hold my mic down there. You'll hear it beeping. And so this is sort of a typical thing you'll find with um, digital metronomes in particular is that they'll do a start of the measure and it's playing quarter notes. So the first beat will get a higher tone and then the next three beats will be a lower tone just to indicate each measure. And you can also see I'm doing a little bit of a visual, um, if I cover this a little better you'll see, I'm doing a little sort of blinking and this is just by uh, adjusting the brightness of the screen um, with each tick so that you, you get a sense of um, visually as well as uh, orally you can hear and see that, that um, tempo happening there. So I want to, uh, let's go ahead and stop that. And I want to show you what the code looks like just for this uh, simple version that I'm working with right now. So let me pop open Moo. Um, I, <laughs> I'm seeing over in Discord, Mr. Certainly said it's about time we use CircuitPython to make a metronome. Always with the puns. Uh, yes, so yeah, this is in CircuitPython. And uh, I've got, a, a, like I said, a pretty simple version of this working right now, but it seems to be working fairly well. I've, I was just talking with Katni about uh, some improved methods so that I'm using maybe time monotonic instead of uh, time sleep for my timing, which may improve the uh, accuracy of it. Uh, but what you'll see right now is that I'm bringing in uh, some libraries at the beginning, including time, uh, board, 
array, math, the audio core, which allows me to play the little sine waves, same sort of stuff I was doing last week with the TTY machine. Uh, PWMIO allows, allows you to um, output that audio. Uh, display I.O. and terminal I.O. are what I'm using in, uh, in creating the display and using just the sort of uh, stock terminal font there instead of bringing in a, a bitmap typeface. And uh, using display text and the Adafruit Clue library, which makes some of these things a little easier, more convenient. Uh, and now this will change, but this is how I've approached this uh, right now is that I've got uh, a variable for the tempo. And I started out at 100 in beats per minute. Uh, and then the duration of a beep is uh, 0.05 uh, milliseconds. So it's just a, a quick little, or 0.05 seconds rather. So it's just a quick little um, beep. Uh, and then my delay is the... Uh, conversion of my tempo and beats per minute to milliseconds, and then I'm subtracting from that however long the beep lasts so that we stay true. Um, then this is the same exact code pretty much that I used uh, last week that Carter Nelson had written to do uh, a nice efficient sine wave generation for a couple of different tones. And uh, and right now I'm sending this out over the speaker. So uh, I was also using one of our uh, do I have one right here? Using one of our little bonsai control boards. Um, here's one right here, new in the bag, actually. Our, our little um, bonsai control board is meant for plant watering, but it actually has a nice little screw-in um, connector for the, the bottom of the micro bit, or the uh, clue in this case. And it has a nice bigger speaker on there. I was thinking about using that. Uh, ultimately, though, I'm going to probably be adding, uh, like I said, using that dragon tail, adding hardware to this so that I can drive a mechanism, drive a, a solenoid motor or two. So things will, things will change with that. Uh, here I'm setting up my clue display with a brightness of half, uh, 0 0.5. Uh, and then I set up a couple of variables for some colors. The rest here is just drawing uh, a bitmap for the background color and putting a couple of uh, labels on there for the beats per minute that you saw uh, listed on there uh, and a little title at the top. And then what I'm doing is in, uh, I've created a little um, function here that's called metronome and it brings in the value of timing, which is whatever we've changed this, this uh, number to using those uh, capacitive touchpads. You can see them changing here. And this right now is flashing the brightness to one, playing the higher tone, and then three more times it flashes it not quite as bright and plays the lower tone. So that's that beep, 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 beep is coming from right now. Uh, that is just a function, so it's just being set up and, and we're waiting to use it, so it's not used right away. Uh, and then if we look here in the actual while true loop, I'm just checking the three... Um, capacitive touchpads to change my tempo increments. And then finally, I have a uh, starting or stopping just with that clue button B. So this is one of the reasons I love this clue library. I think Katney wrote this. Uh, the clue library allows you to access uh, other functions with a nice, neat um, syntax. So clue.buttonB, if that's true, then we're pressing the button. If it's false, then we're not. Uh, so every time I press that, we just change the state of this variable called running to not running. Uh, and then if that variable running is true, then it runs that function of metronome delay. 
so right now this is not super effective, not, not super efficient, but it, it's sort of how I prototyped it so that I could get a feel for it and, and see how the metronome works. Um, and then what I'll, what I'll probably be doing uh, in the future with this is adding, a, 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 like I said, a solenoid or two and a driver circuit of some kind or maybe a uh, cricket board so that we can drive a, maybe a 12 volt solenoid, a couple of them to, to make a little escapement of, of, of uh, uh, a sort of escapement that'll move the arm back and forth. Um, the other thing you'll see, if you look down at the title of this show today, it says clue metronome and yoga pose timer or Tabata timer. So I want to also create something that you could set for much longer intervals than a, than a metronome. Uh, and instead you'll be able to, um, time things like a 30 second yoga pose, five of them, and then go to two one minute poses and so on. So, uh, building up, a, a maybe a little interface so that you can set a little plan. Same with interval training, high intensity interval training or Tabata as it's called sometimes. Uh, Matambale asks, what's a Tabata timer? Uh, last name of a Japanese researcher, a health uh, and fitness researcher who came up with, uh, th through experimentation, some ideal ways to do high intensity training, uh, high intensity interval training. Um, Ansi Grover says, yeah, it could also be a Pomodoro timer, which uh, people use for uh, working and taking breaks from, from working. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of different timer projects that could be built on the clue using some of this, um, fairly straightforward interface. And, uh, we may end up with, uh, with some nice little functions that are reusable as well. Uh, so that's the, the plan for the project, uh, as it stands right now, it's just the metronome, but we'll, uh, we'll be adding on to it and, and making some more stuff and I'll have a guide, uh, in, in the works as well. So you'll be able to, uh, make one of these or transform it into something else. Uh, all right, well, that's uh, all the time we have for today, but I do want to, again, mention that we've got uh, the show and tell coming up at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern, and Katni is going to be running that. There will be a StreamYard link uh, available in Discord, uh, so you can head over to our Discord, Adafruit Discord, or you can check out the Adafruit blog. There'll be a, uh, a little note in there about how to, how to go and join this, this show and tell. Um, and yes, that is it. A Wolf220 asks, over already, it is true. Uh, that is all that we have for today. Um, and I thank you for coming. And I'll, uh, again, ask, uh, please come on by to the show and tell. And also next Monday, I'll be doing my Make Code Live. If you like a longer form uh, make code show. That's the one for you. Uh, and in the meantime, go make some fun stuff. All right. Talk to you next time.